It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Isles Buzz Podcast. This is your one-stop shop for everything surrounding your New York Islanders. And now, here are your hosts, Dan Petru and Noel Fogelman. And alongside Dan Petru, my name is Noel Fogelman. You're listening to the Isles Buzz Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Dan, I mean, as we're recording this, the Leafs are getting smoked, so I wouldn't mind throwing a Mitch Marner day next October. Yeah, um... Now that they're uh, now that they're getting booed off the ice, they're probably going to have to have some kind of event to get them all cheer you know cheered for afterwards. And uh, as we as we are recording this, I'm sure James Myrtle is blocking both of us. Yeah, well, probably it's it's a joke, and I'm sure Damian Cox will come up with some some excuse why they're getting blown out. It's you know. I think that's the worst part than the actual team, and then the, the fan base is pretty crappy. Actually, I won't say that. It's a big fan base. Some of the fan base is annoying, but yeah. the it's the it's the Toronto media that's by far the worst. It, it's a joke, and you know maybe uh, the mayoral hands out puppies to the whole team next next game just to yeah you know kind of smooth them over and but whatever. But you know what? We're only a couple days away from our live show, Dan. That's right. I mean, we've been playing this for months now, and it's a couple days away. This Saturday, Offsides Tavern after the one o'clock game, we have a cast of thousands there. Uh, Nick Hershon, author of fabulous book, um, We Want Fish Sticks, C.J. Papa, Files Anchor, our good friend Dan Saracini, and we'll talk a little bit more about him later on the show, and Jillian Fisher, you know, great Twitter videos, internet sensation, Jillian Fisher. Yes, yes, internet hockey sensation, yeah, I guess, and, would be her, her official title. Right, and we'll still and we'll be there, so if people want to say yeah, hi, and, yeah. And, and if you guys, if you guys give two shits about us, we'll be there, too. Yeah, and I want to bury the lead there, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I know. And, uh, and, so we'll, yeah, we'll record after the game. After yeah, the game's exactly. over, but we'll be there for the game too. Right, so and buy the, us drinks. Yeah, please. And uh, Dan will buy the first five people drinks who can basically tell him who his favorite office character is. Who me? Yeah. Well, how do I know my who my favorite no, no, office character no. is? Your, you, they'll tell you. Or guess, oh, they'll guess tell me who your favorite office character is. I don't even. I don't. I wouldn't say I have just one favorite character. Well, there you go. Such a you great cast. You have five, so there you go. So there you go. Come up with five, and Dan will buy you a drink. But uh, for <laughs> no, those, no, that's not true. Yeah. No, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, say what kind of drink? It could be water. Um, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, for those who are coming to see Nick and get a copy of his great book and get a sign, he'll be doing that after the podcast. So, but come early and enjoy enjoy the game. Hopefully, a two one Islander win. <laughs> And the uh, the podcast that follows. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who how the goalies work out now that Robin Laner is skating again uh, and practicing. And Christopher Gibson was sent back to Bridgeport. Maybe that's a drink they could have at Host Night at, uh, at Offsides Tavern, the Bridgeport Blues. But <laughs> um, uh, it'll be interesting to see who is in goal tomorrow against uh, Thursday against Montreal, and then Saturday against Detroit. You have to think Laner is going to get in for one of these games. Yeah, I'd imagine just the strength of. Grice the other night against the Blue Jackets. The two days off, I think he'll get the start tomorrow against Montreal. Yeah, you'd have to think so. You'd have to think so. It'll be interesting. They need the, you know, they got, they're playing some games against beatable teams, but they're against teams they never beat, if that makes any sense. Oh, absolutely. Like, Montreal's not playing great hockey right now, but they never seem to play well against Montreal. They don't match up well against Montreal. Detroit's a game they absolutely have to win. Detroit's in the full tank mode for for Jack Hughes. Um, so that's a game they have to win. Then they, they got a game in Minnesota, a place that a team that they should be, but once again, a place they very rarely fare well at. Yeah, House of Horrors and, and uh, Saint, oh, it's been some terrible there. there. Yeah, but you know, with the, with, the, with the Detroit, this is kind of funny how the roles have reversed. Islanders are, I think, thirty points ahead of Detroit, and wow. you, you usually years ago it's been the other way around. <laughs> of course, yeah. of course, yeah, for many many seasons like yeah, that, yes, exactly. But n- now with the Capitals losing last night, which was a, a big loss. The Islanders have a chance to regain first place tomorrow night. And it's very crucial with these three games coming up. It's going to be difficult. But they have to, I, I think, get at least five of the six points. Yeah, five of six I think is necessary. I mean, four wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, but if I think five if five is, is, is right. I think that you're, you're, you're especially the way they, uh, the Canadians won their last game, but all in all, they've kind of been struggling. Detroit is, like I said, full tank mode, and the Wild are not a team that's going to light the scoreboard. So it's definitely three teams that you need to take advantage of. But it's got to be one game. At a, it's got to be one at a time. You have to worry about the Canadians first, because if one thing we've we've learned <laughs> in our experience being Islanders fans, uh, those last like six weeks of the season. Not now I'm not talking about the Canadians specifically, but when uh, when you're completely out of it, like Detroit. You have nothing to lose. Like we saw when the Islanders played Ottawa. Ottawa played loose, carefree, with nothing to lose. And for years, that was the Islanders. And they would always finish the season like 10-2-3, ruin their draft position. You get all excited for next year. Then they crap the bed the following October. Yeah, Those teams are hard to play against. Yeah, they are. They, they, they really are. But so it's good that Montreal and Minnesota are playing for something. Yeah, but then you, after that three-game stretch, they they host the Bruins. And the Bruins just own the Islanders. They just don't match uh, up yeah. well. It doesn't matter if the Bruins are playing well or not. It's just not a good matchup. And then they play Montreal again in Montreal. Yeah, we and, know how that goes. Yeah, and then I'll, I'll go further the next two games. They're in Philadelphia. Maybe the change of scenery will help the Islanders because Philly 
on the score sheet, it just wasn't pretty. I mean, they didn't show up for Bill Torrey night the weekend before. They played well. They just didn't do anything. And then Philly just capitalized on their very few chances. Yeah, they're still not. Um, they're still not scoring. There's, no. but they, I will say against the game against Columbus, they did generate chances. That was the best they've looked in quite a while. Uh, Bob Bobrovsky was outstanding in that game. So they easily could have had three or four goals in that game. So it was good to see the effort, the uh, the commitment to defense, the way they played uh, a complete game for both zones, actually all three zones, 200-foot uh, game, as, as they would say. But it's still, the puck's not going in. They have to keep generating chances. They have to sustain pressure in the offensive zone. And this power play's got to do something. Yeah, it's it, it's brutal. And I was texting you that night, and I'm like, they're going to end up giving up tying goal within, you know, under two minutes. I mean, luckily they didn't. They got the, the key empty net goal by Anders Lee. But they they, they have, like you said, they got to put the, the puck in the net. They, they can't make these games close anymore because they had bounce, you know, and their Islanders are no, you know, are notorious for having, you know, a puck go off, you know, Adam Pelk skate. Adam or, Pelk skate. Or, yes. you know, or someone, Nick Levy skate. And then, you know, it's it's 1-1. One, one. But, right. you know, but let's talk about money for a second. Um, they, um, well, I was going to say. You, know, you want to talk about Monday. You I'll know, talk about Monday, and, and just because this guy is infuriating me, Jordan Eberle. Yeah. I, this guy just, I don't think he scored, was about 14 games now. It's been complete, a while. Completely shell-shocked. He's, like, even afraid to shoot the puck now. The problem is, like, the, for the whole season, the Islanders were doing the goal scoring by committee, the goal scoring by committee, and, and that seemed to be working just fine. But then everybody went into a slump at the same time, and now no one's scoring. And the only guy who has scored at any consistency in the past 15 games has been Casey Zizekas. And look, we love Casey. He's going to get votes for the Selkie this year, but he cannot be your number one goal scorer. You, you have to get more out of your top six forwards. No, and, you know, it's, it's funny how like, the Islanders have struggled in the, in the last 10 games, you know this big stretch of games at the Coliseum, they really haven't taken advantage of it. But if you want to spin it, they've won three of the last four games. They haven't been they have. pretty. Hasn't they been have. pretty. It hasn't but, been pretty, but yeah, but, they yeah. have. But with some of those losses, though, you have to factor in the, you know, that Matt Martin and Cal, Cal Clutterbuck haven't played. And even when one of those guys are out, whether you bring in Kunako or Ross Johnson, it's not the same. That line just has magic with all three parts. It's like Voltron. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, you, figure, you you put those three together, they, they wipe out the alien, the show's over. Yeah, um, well, Kunako on the fourth line and even Komarov on the fourth line, is, it was fine. But, it's but for some reason, yeah. when the three of them together, it's they, they change the entire course of the game. It's uh, it's hard to explain, but those three just, they, they have to stay healthy. They got to do whatever they got to do. Just please, for the love of God, stay healthy. Yeah, and uh, Arthur Staple wrote a great piece about Cal Clutterbuck and The Athletic. Basically, yeah, he's really bounced back. Yeah, and how he is basically the heart and soul of the team as he goes, the team goes. And mm -hmm. it's it's so true. I mean, he's gotten a bad rap with the contract and everything like that and being injured. But when he plays, he's been very productive this year. Yeah, no, he's had, he's had a bounce back year, but he has to stay healthy. And remember when we complained about Zizekas' contract, that seems to be fine now too. You know what? And um, I may be in the minority. I never complained about that contract. Because See, I thought it was a little much, but he's really stepped up, yeah. so it seems I, I to be fair that, market value now. I always thought that he could be a potential like third line you know, yeah. center. I mean, he's putting up numbers like it, and that line kind of plays more like a third line anyway. But it's right. yeah, but it's he's capitalizing on what Garcino gave him and it's um it's paid off big for the honor so far. 
It has. And, and look, I mean, we also criticized the Mayfield deal, not for the amount of money, but how long it was. And it's like, why do you have to give this guy such a long-term deal? But now those deals look absolutely fine. The only albatross really is Ladd. And yet you help. Look, the guy has so much experience in Stanley Cups, and, and he's had so many 20-goal seasons. You have to hope that he can give you something down the stretch. I mean, if he can inject some kind of offense into the middle six lines, that would that would go a long way because this team really needs Jordan Everly to step up. I mean, they count on him. He's consistent, consistent uh, 55 points in his sleep, and he's fallen off the face of the earth, and it's really just really hamstrung this offense. Um, Brock Nelson, while not playing bad per se, is not producing offensively. I wouldn't say he's invisible, but he's just not producing. Um, and also Matthew Barzell has been, let's just be honest, bad bad for about the last since maybe since the all-star break he has not been good he's not shooting the, he once again not shooting the puck enough too much east west and you know what i wish i you know trots will get this because trots has, has been all over him and i always say that if trots can get ovechkin a back check he can get barzell to shoot the puck i i want barzell to watch some tape of johnny gaudreau and just the way that he is so much more north south than east west he still used the shiftiness he still uses the speed and the skills but he gets to the paint and he shoots. He attacks the cage. And yes, he has great vision and passes the puck, but he still gets his goals. And if you saw last night, he had a, uh, a six-point night uh, Tuesday night against the De- Lowly Devils, unfortunately. But you just wish Barzell would watch tape of him and just and, and, I, and Patrick Kane as well and play like that. Yeah, it's great to pull up, but at some point you, you got to take the puck to the net as well because he's just be a, he's a one-trick pony right now. Yeah, and I, I think you know Trotz will get on him. He obviously, yes. he's, he's still young, and both those guys you mentioned, Kane and Goudreau, you know, didn't do it right off the bat too. They they had had a little bit of growing pains as well. Not not Kane as much. I mean, he, he kind of came out you know swinging, but they, there's there's no scoring. It's it's un, it's unfortunate. Bavulier also, he had that key goal. Yeah, he's frustrated. I know we had that key goal, but, but it just frustrates but the hell out of me. He's very, it's, it is frustrating, and I know this is kind of for the offseason as well. He's going to be a restricted free agent, and yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I can't see. What is he making now? Probably like 900000 No, I mean, but the thing is, you want to commit to this guy long term. No, no, there, there's no reason to. You give him a two-year deal. Yeah, that's pretty much what you want yeah. to do. There's no reason to give him. You don't have to give him an eight-year deal. It's, yeah. You don't have to give every RFA. Like, every RFA in the league now does not have to get a, five, a six- to eight-year deal coming off their ELC. No, no. And uh, someone who's coming off their ELC is uh, Michael Del Cole, who now is a regular call-up, hasn't played the last few games. I'd imagine he'd get into at least one of these next three games. I mean, the Probably. Team, the team plays better with him, but also his numbers haven't been great either along with the rest of the team. No, but he's creating out there, and the third line is exponentially better when he's on it. Actually, whatever line he's on, they seem to be generating chances. Yes, he needs to produce more, but uh, you have to be happy with the way he's played so far. And I have to think this next year he'll be an NHL regular, I would think. Yeah, I mean, because we all thought that, you know, the Dallas football would be like a one and done with the Islanders, the way he's playing. I still think he is. I I do too. I mean, I, I would just basically let him test the market. See if someone's going to bowl him over me with like a two-year deal, perhaps, and maybe perhaps bring him back. I, I'd want to. There's not a lot. Of, there's not a lot of centers on the market. Uh, they need one. Yeah. Um. I mean, you can always bring Brock uh, Brock back as your three C, and that would be fine. 
Um, yeah, that's, but you know, I mean, if, if Valve 35, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's conversation to have for the offseason. A little bit of news to announce. If, um, if you haven't listened to the Islanders Anxiety podcast from Lighthouse Hockey, we're also on the Lighthouse Hockey Network now, along with Mike Leboff and Dan Saracini. Our podcast is going to be on the Lighthouse Hockey channel on SB Nation. So you can get all your favorite podcasts on one channel now. Uh, it's it's a big step. We're, we're very excited. Uh, it's more exposure for both our show and Dan and Mike's show. And just keep downloading. You download one of our shows, the other one gets downloaded as well. So And now, before, the downloads were just basically for me and Dan. Hey, look how many we have now. But now it actually matters. So the more downloads we get, the more exposure we'll get. And the more potential profit me and Dan could possibly make and maybe get like a Big Mac from McDonald's with, yes. with the money. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, we're, we're very excited about this, this venture. And uh, hopefully it'll you'll, you'll listen to it and you'll might hear another podcast, a commercial for a different podcast that you might like. Not Islanders, different sport. So hey, that'll be great. Uh, I don't know, a podcast about the Dallas Mavericks. They might do a commercial for Islanders podcast hours and dan and mike's hey you might listen to that so it's, it's good it's, it brings a whole new world out there for for us you just keep listening guys just keep doing what you're doing you have a lot more options uh, noel took a seven minute rant to try and say that but i'll, I'll try and condense it a little bit better um yeah so we, we appreciate everything that you guys have done for us to get to this point even get this opportunity and we're very appreciative to be uh, part of SB Nation now and li- on the Lighthouse Hockey channel and uh, the family of podcasts as it is now. So just keep our, keep continuing your support. Check out our friends and uh, and keep listening. And uh, one thing I left out because Dan, you know, has no idea what's going on here is <laughs> just kidding, Dan. The if you, you can continue downloading the same way you were before, Isles Buzz. So that that won't affect anything. So that's what I was told. So if there's any issues, just contact. Me and I'll I'll figure it out. But yes, yell at uh, no on Twitter. I have nothing to do with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan's just the uh, the beauty. I'm the brains behind this whole. Yeah. Spe- speaking of yelling, let's get let's get let's get back to the Columbus game from Monday night. There's a few things I I want to touch upon because we've heard a lot over the years about oh uh, Long Island you know Long Island natives we're not going to Barclays we're not going to Brooklyn the Islanders belong on Long Island the Islanders belong on Long Island the Islanders built Long Island blah. Blah, blah, blah. Well, there is some validity to that. Okay, the Islanders are back on Long Island Monday night against Columbus. Unbelievable, important game. One of the biggest games of the season. And they can't get 12,000 fans in there. It's disgusting. Yeah, and it's for all the fans that bitch. I don't want to hear it. You can't ever make the excuse again about about Brooklyn or anything like that. Shut up. Seriously. Just go to the game. I mean... They lower, How are they going to fill a seventeen thousand seat arena? Yeah, they, if you they, can't get it. <laughs> they lower the attendance. It's you, you can't even get fourteen thousand in there now. It's I mean, well, Don Cherry says you can get seventeen thousand. Well, yeah, exactly. But you know, Canadian what? math, <laughs> and, and that just feeds into the national media. You know, it does the dead spins and the Don Cherries, all of them fill. Especially now, the team is is fighting for something they haven't done in thirty years. Over thirty years now, support this team. The play, yeah. the, the 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 players feed feed off the energy, and to, they not, do. And not to have a full arena is is a joke. 
But some also some other news that came out today. It's going to be more of the same next year. They're going to split the home games between Barclays and the Coliseum. I'm not sure the total amount. It might be like an even split right now. But the Islanders are taking over the ticket um, situation from Barclays. So that all the season ticket holders have been getting notices about that. So apparently that ironclad deal, you know, we all joke about it wasn't really so ironclad. And it's going to be interesting to see how Barclays is next season. Yeah, it already feels like a road arena. I mean, it sucks. It's a the bottom line is they got to get shovels in the ground in Belmont as soon as possible. Look, I know there's delays and whatnot. I know there's red tape and all these hoops they still have to jump through, which they're doing. They're going through the whole process. I get all of that, but they got to get shovels in the ground. This is not conducive to a hockey team. This is also not conducive to getting free agents to come play for you. No, and um, also, uh, it was about I think last week they, they came out with a petition, which I know a bunch of Islanders fans have signed, about supporting the whole Belmont arena. Now the Islanders got behind it, which is a little weird. A little odd. Yeah, a little odd. I mean, I get it. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the, the minority of the people who are uh, against the project are, are a lot louder than the majority of who are for the project because, you know, Usually the people who want to complain about something, they're the ones who complain the loudest, and the people are just like, whatever, it's fine. So the, the small minority of people who are, are, are against Belmont are definitely make the most noise. So I think this is, this is a sign to just show, the, show people, like, look, yeah, there's 10,000 people against this project, but here's 500,000 people that are for the project. You know what I mean? It's just, but the whole thing is weird. It's a typical Islander fashion. The whole thing's weird. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's always been more drama about off the ice stuff than on the ice. Um, I I don't even think it would be ten thousand people who are against this. I mean, I, honestly, it it seems more like a handful. But it does. But we've as we've learned in the, around this area, it only takes a handful to screw things up. Yeah, exactly. And we know Amazon here, so that's that's another thing. Uh, but we'll, we'll have Jim Bomb back on hopefully next week to go. Yeah, so we'll update little, us on the, on the uh, and let little, us know what's going yeah. on with with Belmont. There's between him and Randy Marshall. There's no two individuals more connected to the story than them. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dan. So this Saturday. That's right. This Saturday, everybody. We really hope uh, to see you out there at Offsides. Uh, Long time coming. We appreciate all your support, and this is a way for you guys to come out and have a great time and uh, listen to some great guests coming on and just celebrate uh, what we're doing here during the season. Yeah, and Dan and I will be there before the game starts, so come. Yeah, around noon time. Yep. Say hi, have a a couple of pops, and uh, we'll have some fun. Sounds great. All right, cool.